Welcome to the Teabag Podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Teabag Podcast. If you're new, thanks for listening. Uh, today it's going to be just me and Levi, and we're going to be talking about the holidays. You know, it's around the season, and uh, Thanksgiving just passed if you celebrate that, and upcoming is Christmas, and Hanukkah and all the other holidays, so why not, you know, go with that? Um, yeah, so we're just going to be talking about a couple of our stories, read a couple Reddit stories, and just chat. So, Levi, you wanted to start with your crazy story. Hello, guys. For those who don't know me, I'm Levi. I am the other Teabag podcast host, uh, and right now I am in my room in Rome, and uh, guys don't know, I am on a working holiday right now, um, and I'm about to actually go off to Dubai, so this will be pretty cool, and already I'm doing a bit of holidaying myself, but this one is actually not about Rome, we'll get to the story on that later, and <laughs> this one is actually from quite a while ago now, about four years ago, Yeah. so yeah. in 2019, um, this was before the horrendous you know what virus um happened and it was just like on the horizon it was like really on the horizon and this was basically just before i joined the army and i was going through like the application process and i was waiting around and i was stuck in this space because i was like right i've left my hostility job at the time and i had decided what am i gonna do i've got this time left i'm working on my fitness uh, I really want to do something more meaningful in my life. And mm-hmm. as any young 19-year-old does, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go volunteer in Africa and like make myself feel better about helping people. So yeah, what we, um, yeah, basically, so what we decided to do was um, pretty much clean out my room, rearrange stuff, found this leaflet, this old thing called uh, ICS. And... For those who don't know what that means, it's the International Citizenship Service. And over in the UK, the International Citizenship Service, ICS, is all about like working on change and doing all this other great stuff. It's oh, really nice. fantastic yeah. work they do over in Nepal and uh, South Africa. So specifically, I was going through this training and went through um, kind of more residential assessment and after I passed all the tests and did this fundraising I was in Uganda so we'll get right into the story I was volunteering out there for several months and now that you all have the context when we arrived we were settling in had our visas issued to us everything was done and our first week was like training and it's meeting our in-country counterparts and these are people from all over the country as well and they the ice breakers. Not, um, yeah, yeah, like icebreakers. And trust me, we did a lot of icebreakers. <laughs> and we had to come up with so many too. It was a nightmare. And it was fantastic. A really great experience, like meeting all those people. And then over that course of being there, like we grew really close and we yeah, had like some a... good camaraderie. Um, so I'm pretty much in this room with like 50, 60 other volunteers from everywhere and 
we were told about the area that we're staying in and we're telling about like the places we're going to be staying in and the dangers of what it's like, especially as a foreigner. Yeah, like, especially you know, in a new country. Yeah. So there was one clear rule during the time we were in the city and mm. they were told, okay, whatever you do, don't take photos of the dam or any videos of that one. When you go out and you're going through different areas, do not take photos down. We're like, what? We don't understand. And what came very clear to us is that between Egypt and Uganda, there is a massive river that goes through Africa in this area mm. called the River Nile. Yeah. It's one of the biggest rivers in the world. And the River Nile has been heavily contested for years. Uganda has a dam to run their electricity and to do all the watering infrastructure. And Egypt didn't like that. So Egypt, above them, put a dam to kind of stop it and like slow it down. And there's been mm. this whole thing where they don't have a really good political uh, relationship. Because so pretty much, you know, every war that ever happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no war. But without war, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And they said, whatever you do, don't take photos. Because they might think you're a spy. Now, mm. only might you are there to do something suspicious. And you will get in very big trouble. Uh-oh. Levi the so, spy. <laughs> yeah, we're going to skip it. We're going to skip ahead now um, for a few months. And this is coming closer. This is December 2019. And... We're coming to the end of our time in Uganda. We've worked with our groups all across these schools, both in and out of school youth groups. We've done lots of community work. We've done lots of events. Nice. We've been teaching nice. through mental health and human rights. We've been working on like bringing together the authority figures and decision makers of local communities with these young people who have like issues that they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And... Finally, we get some R and R time. We get some time to like play off all this hard work, <laughs> and then we are back in our first area in this compound in the city, and we're like, "Well, this is kind of boring doing all this like key training <laughs> and stuff. Like, let's go out." And so a bunch of us decided we will go get some bodder bodders back mm-hmm. into the city. But anyone who does know, fantastic, right on you, you're cultured. But a border border is a moped, a moped taxi, um, and it's like a little scooter, something like a one two five scooter, um, and it's like it's a motorbike taxi essentially. But in Uganda, especially, is and you'll see in places like India too. That's that's gotta be on my bucket list now. I gotta do that. I gotta go in one of those. Like three or four people on the back of those. I tell (laughs) you, fucking crazy. So there's like people that's going out. We go to like a touristy bit of like the city. We have some really great lunch, whatever. Whatever we do, some walking around, and we're coming back. We get on a bother bother. Me and this girl. We're gonna call her Samantha because I I don't want her to like hear this podcast and be like, "You motherfucker, we're still talking about this story." So, Samantha is, like, working in another group um, of girls, and I work in a group of boys. Um, we get along really well, like, you know, fantastic person, 
really great personality and is somebody that like everyone would find like really bubbly and happy to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're like, no, yeah, we're gonna stay. We're gonna walk around for a bit. So everyone goes back off. We stay for a bit. We see some museums and then we come back. And on the way back, we're on a bodder bodder. So <laughs> we're both sat on this moped taxi. Our driver is, of course, driving it. <laughs> and he right. goes over the bridge. To, and she's like, oh, you know, this is great, picturesque, it's a nice sunny day. She gets out her phone and she starts oh. recording, right, and taking photos. of like, The one, one rule. Time. And yeah, yeah. And then she turns. And what's on the right-hand side? I the wonder. <laughs> yeah. So she's recording the dam, the photo. And here's some more context is that it's not operated and, like, guarded by, like, local police. It's more of their own private security force a lot of the time. And yeah. they don't have the same kind of rules. One of their, like, lookouts was on the middle of the bridge and saw her with her phone out facing the dam and radioed in to the guards at the end of the bridge. Oh, so we get to the end of the bridge and there's these two guardsmen both holding like an AK platform. I assume Oof. it's an AK-47 um, or like some rip-off version of it. It's all like, good. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But anyways, they were not happy. So they, they halted us. They had their weapons up um, and at the ready. Oh, wow. um, and pretty much they asked the bottom of the guy to stop. The taxi guy stops. Um, it, one of them raises his weapon system up at us. And I'm like, okay. What the fuck is happening this is right getting now? getting serious. Am, oh am my I going to get robbed? What's happening? So we get told to get off. So we get off. And there is a huge language barrier. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to see our phones. So Samantha is standing behind me at this point, And I don't know what I'm doing, but I just walk up to this guy. He's just pointing his weapon system up at me. And I just, like, reach my phone. And I start like going into my phone, and mm-hmm. she's standing up behind me, and without anybody looking, she's like deleting all the photos and videos. She's hiding behind me as I'm just <laughs> chatting to the guy, being really excited, being like really happy. And I don't know, I think nerves had took over, and I was like showing the photos I was taking of the day, showing the photos I was taking of the week, and all this other stuff. And he's like, "Okay, I'm happy," but I think like I had chatted to this guy. So long and had bored him up. So like when he looked at her, he didn't even bother. So this whole situation wow. of them getting escalated, thinking that we're some kind of spies, he was like, Oh, it's just a fucking tourist. And he looks <laughs> at her and it's like a sweet, innocent person. He's like, nah, I'm not even gonna look at your phone, even though she was the one who took the mind-boggling. Yeah, wow, and that's crazy. I mean, all of that just for recording a dam too. That's I mean yeah, it makes sense, really you know, they don't want spies, but Wow. Yeah, they they don't want essentially like photos and videos of like that stuff to be leaked. Um, and then like they're able to like build a kind of like I think a countermeasure to their mm. structure or something. I don't yeah. know all the ins and outs of it, but that is the story. And I think what made it worse, like behind the road, was this little like hut that they had, and it was like this little bar prison cell they had. Oh jeez. Like, <laughs> like a, a mud hut. And we were just like, fuck, is that where I'm going to end up? <laughs> you guys are just going to sit in there. 
Yeah. They're going to make you delete your videos. and I'm sorry. There's a bunch of other stuff, that, but there's one more like secondhand account. Um, like people had like homes they were living in full of snakes, and wow. um, one group arrived in the first week. It was these were like women, uh, as well in this group, and they would watch like a woman getting beaten up, like on the side oh of the gosh. road by like some man. It was like fucking some crazy shit. Um, Uganda was a great time. Good exposure to some like real life experience type stuff, but also like you got to. About you. Yeah, definitely, so, yeah, a, definitely nice. a difference. Sorry. Wow. What did you have this day? What did you think? Well, you know, I mean, I can't say I've ever experienced anything like that. Um, especially with holidays, you know, I have I have some pretty boring travel holiday stories. Um, I don't. Oh my god. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine that. Like, good thing you like stepped up and kind of just started talking his ear off and you know distracting him so your friend could just delete all her videos that's crazy though but I feel like you know if they only have one rule you should definitely pay attention to that because it means that's the only rule they have and it's like the most serious one wow but um uh, I feel like for me what was crazy looking back on that I'm like I'm so happy she had the situational awareness to be like yeah I'm going to delete these photos if she's talking to them. Because could you imagine if she didn't and they actually had checked her? Yeah. Oh, and been I've been, different. I live in America. So, you know, it's definitely culturally very different from, you know, America to Uganda and just any other country. So I've been to a, a couple of different countries, but never have I like, you know, been held at, you know, gunpoint or even held by authorities. And it's so different because, you know, you're in a different country. You don't know, like specifically what they're going to do. You don't know this person. You don't know, you know, their rules, their morals. So anything really could have happened. That's pretty crazy, man. So, I yeah. mean, it's a good story to say now, but I'm sure in the moment it was a little terrifying. Oh, it was crazy. Um, um, so anyways, you had some stories that I heard about holidays from other people that were submitted in. And you wanted yeah. to read them. So this is a little light compared to uh, Levi's story. Um, but I found the story on Reddit. It was kind of everywhere. I've seen a couple of videos on it too, but I thought it was pretty crazy. Um, so it was pretty much about this guy. He texts the wrong number and he thinks it's his grandma or his relative or whatever. And it's not. And the grandma texts back and she's like, hey, listen, you know, you can come over and have Thanksgiving with us. And it was just a very lighthearted, cool thing to happen. And it was actually their sixth anniversary this year together uh, for Thanksgiving. So just like didn't know this person at all, completely strangers. And um, yeah, now they have Thanksgiving every year together. And I think that's pretty awesome. Um and also, they might be getting a Netflix story, which I've heard a little bit about, but I'm not sure if that's for real or not. Um, they, yeah, it says in the comments, they actually did get a movie deal out of this. Well, I'll be damned. Uh, I'll probably be, it'll probably be some Hallmark-style cheese fest, but I'll watch it anyway. Anyway, the world needs to hear more stories like this. So, that, I mean, that was just one of the little stories I found, and I thought that was pretty cool. Again, um, a little 
uh, lighthearted. But yeah, I mean, just, you know, Thanksgiving for those who celebrate. This year, I didn't really do much. I worked, but that's because my family is actually in a different state now. But, you know, who doesn't love working on Thanksgiving, getting extra money? But yeah, that's at I'm least what, in Florida, right? what happened. They're no longer in Florida? No, yeah. So my family actually, I do currently live in Florida. And my family actually moved out to New York. So they are, I mean, all my family, like my sisters, at least my, you know, immediate family, my sisters um, and my parents. So they're out there. And um, yeah, this year I kind of just cooked for myself. I had a turkey. I had some pumpkin pie because who doesn't love pumpkin pie? And uh, yeah, I got extra money at work for working on the holiday and had a pretty good time playing video games. You know, who who can ask for more? So pretty good to me. Yeah, I did not celebrate Thanksgiving. It's not a thing in the UK very much. Um, yeah, and I can't remember exactly what I was doing, uh, but I'm pretty sure I was either out drinking in bars, as you do as a bartender. There um, you go. Or I was sightseeing. Um, yeah honestly Thanksgiving though it's you know it's it's a interesting holiday because you know when I did used to really get into it with my family you know all of my mom's side would come together but it would just be so political you know like one side would be at least for Americans one side would be Democrats one side would be Republican it would be back and forth so there's like a lot of crazy stories about you know people fighting at the dinner table or just like you know, all that stuff, but, you know, that's Thanksgiving. Well, you know what we're going to have to do next time is bring one of your lovely family members in, and they're going to have to tell us a story about your family's been doing and how they oh, get into geez. a argument about politics. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll use a, a different name for my uncle. We'll call him Uncle Bob. Um, oh, yeah. But Uncle Bob, there's not really any specific crazy stories to him, but, you know, he's like the uncle that is the drunk and all that stuff, so... Uh, he would always do some crazy here, something new. But um, I do have actually one more quick story. Um, it's also on Reddit. Uh, it says, it's kind of like, what is your best Thanksgiving disaster story? And someone commented, my grandmother ran out of counter space. Shit was burning like crazy on top of the stove. She took the turkey out on the tray, looked around and put it on the ground for like three seconds. She intended for it to be there for three fucking seconds. Her dog, Roscoe, had been following her all day. Earlier, she tossed him a turkey giblet, and I guess that, sit, that didn't sit well with him. He shit all over my grandma's leg, floor, and freshly cooked turkey in one explosive two-second blast of fiery diarrhea. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, my God. Oh. There's a, there's a little... Dog. There's a little update. We all crammed into the car and went to an only open Mexican restaurant in town. I'm actually glad the dog shit on the turkey. It was a lot of fun, and years later, I would do the same thing with my mom. Wow. Yeah. Well, that is a, that's pretty crazy. That's another stereotype, though, that like Thanksgiving dinner always gets ruined. You're going to have to order pizza. That's just, that's just something that happens, you know? Dude, it's not just Thanksgiving dinner. Like, most time, my dinners get fucking ruined. <laughs> they get shit on. <laughs> yeah, no, like my girlfriend doesn't have a turn on the fucking countertop. Like, 
There you go. Enjoy your steak now. Oh my uh, god. No, um, we um, we have very different cooking styles. Actually, me and my girlfriend. She's very like girl dinner. She yeah. Do, she needs to be snacks. Whereas me, I'm like boy dinner. Loads of man dinner. Man dinner. Raw steak. I like it going to the effort, and I think like I actually put a lot of like time and stuff into mm-hmm. preparation and cooking, and I, I approach it the same way with like how I do cocktails. Yeah. And I like to put a lot of effort in and like work on spices, and it's it's really fun for me, and I enjoy it. And we have very different cooking styles, and sometimes we have to like negotiate who's leading in the kitchen because she likes to think she's alpha, but oh. anyways, we all know that I'm the boss. <laughs> and um so she, yeah we had this whole like the bear moment where we're like yes chef yes chef yes chef and it's very fun but the bear is a very good um, show she will go for like very simple um food like you know let me put water and pasta and add some cheese and i'm good with me i'm just like no how about we turn that pasta into like a really exquisite risotto or let's add it into a stew and all this other stuff you know, send me yeah. send me some meals when you have the time because I, I would I sure will. I would love it. Yeah, no, I am a terrible cook. I I think the best meal I could probably make right now with the supplies I have is probably some microwave ramen. Put some spice in it, you know, cook it up and you know that's that's college dinner. That's girl college dinner. That's yeah. Girl college dinner, I like it. Yeah, yeah. No, that sounds like every college student's dinner ever. And the show tequila inside. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Some pink yeah. wit. Oh, it's over. Perfect. Um, right. Actually, I yes. just remembered of talking about bad cooking. I do have a terrible story um, from this past friend's friendsgiving. Um, friendsgiving. Okay. Yeah, I did have a friendsgiving uh, with a couple of my close friends, and so we were making. I I got the turkey. I was a turkey girl. Um, so I bought this like $40 turkey from Publix. If you don't know Publix, it's a Florida store. And, um, I put it in the oven. I put it a little late. The dinner was supposed to start at 6.30. I put it in around like 5.30. I know it's supposed to cook for two hours, but I was stressed because I was getting, you know, other stuff ready. And, um, so it gets in and, you know, we finally start eating other food. We're still waiting for the turkey to cook. Finally, I think, okay, you know, it looks like it's hot enough. I check the temperature, all that. I take it out, you know, start cutting it open. I take like a piece off from the edge, you know, eat it. Well, it's not bad. You know, it's not seasoned because, you know, I'm not the best cook, but it's something, you know. I cut deeper into it and all of a sudden I see pink and I'm like, holy shit, it didn't cook in the middle. So I'm stressing out because I'm like, okay, these people are waiting for my turkey and I don't have the turkey. So I put it back in. They're like, oh, where's the turkey? I'm like, oh, just, you know, a couple more minutes. That's all. And, um, you know, a couple minutes pass. And all of a sudden, I start seeing some smoke. And it, the fire alarm goes off. We quickly turn it off, take it out. And bam, the, cur- the turkey is cooked. And uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's cooked or is it on fire? No, uh, probably both, you know, but it definitely did cook and I have some extra. So if you want it, I can actually mail that to you since, you know. Yo, you know, I'm not sure if you're going to get here in time. 
Um, um, <laughs> how about I'll come over for next Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah, I can definitely cook this turkey again, you know, if you want some raw turkey. But, I no, that was just a... I've never that before, so it'd be fun to try that. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a little bit of a mess, but, you know, we got through it, and uh, it was a good time. But, yeah, but speaking of your girlfriend, you did have a story um, that I recall. I, I do, yes. So, about the little so issue the, that the happened. The viewers who joined us last episode... And we recorded that one just prior to leaving for Rome. Uh, and that's like almost two months ago. Uh, actually, wow. pretty much it's two months ago now. And time has flown by since our last episode. And yeah. now that I've like, lived in Rome, um, it's been amazing. But I've decided, you know, for work, uh, visa purposes and all this other stuff, I've had a great job, uh, job opportunity out of Dubai. And I've been headhunted by a new hospitality company. So I decided... Hey, you know what? They open up like a beach bar. I'm going to go up there, try that for like a year or two, and then come back to Rome. My mm-hmm. girlfriend, she's really excited for that. So we're going to do that stuff, which is great. However, pretty much we've been staying Airbnb, and it's been fantastic. Uh, it's been amazing, and it's been really great in the San Lorenzo area. And of course, like working here in Rome has also been an incredible opportunity. Shout out to Wisdomless Club. And tattoo parlor, you guys are fucking nice. awesome. Um, so the first like week, pretty much the first five days, we arrive into Italy, into Rome. Everything's going okay. We're still adjusting, and we've lived together before with my girlfriend, mm-hmm. but it's the first time we've been in another country together and living together like this. And we sure we've travelled on holiday, but it's like proper moving. We like we've left our jobs, we've got nothing, we've got each other. And so there's some tension and all that stuff and it's bound to happen with mm-hmm. anyone you go travelling with, especially those movements. Yeah. It's Halloween. We had these amazing plans, like we're gonna go to the Chesterberry area. And we're going to go shopping, we'll like have a little look around, we'll do an interactive like museum in the afternoon, and then at night we'll go to one of the best bars in the world. Uh, and for those who would like to know it, it's Drink Conk, fantastic mm-hmm. bar, number 18 in the world right now. Wow. And it's my girlfriend's favourite bar. She went before, I've never been, but I've seen their drinks, I was like, wow, that looks amazing. And of course, this is the time I was still looking for work. So I was like, yeah, it'd be great. You know, if they're looking for bartenders too, maybe I'll apply. <laughs> and our day starts as normal. We get up really early as we're very excited for being in Italy. We get to the Chester Bear area and we're like doing a little cute, like bickering, arguing um, type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we like, argue about navigation and stuff. Um, so I was like, well, you know what? How about you go off that way and I'll go off this way? And then she just goes the other direction to where I pointed. I was like, okay, fine. And, and I knew this was going to be like a lighthearted joke, so I went the other way. And I think, now nah, I'm not going to like feed into this. I'm going to like walk around the block. So I walk all the way around the block. Oh, and I found her at like a little market shopping. And I hid behind this like van. Uh, and I could see her. I thought, okay, I'm going to wait. She's going to come over here. I'm going to jump her, scare her, she's going to hate me, it's going to be funny. 
And mm-hmm. I looked down at my phone for a split second. I looked back up and she just vanished. And I'm like, oh, oh she's gone. Geez. So I look around for her and I'm like, where is she? And I try looking for her, but I couldn't. She probably like, walked off like out the block. So I walk up the street, try and look for her. But okay, she's not here. I'm like, it's fine. You know what? She's probably like mad at me. Like, I don't see why she would be mad at me, but she's mad at me. So I'm like, okay, you know, it would always be a joke for her. And <laughs> And I end up walking uh, along the river in the Cesarea area, going up uh, towards the Vatican. And we're supposed to like eventually get to this point up on the river where we cross over the bridge to the Colosseum and the Pantheon. Mm. And I was texting her, calling her, why is she answering? And then I got to a point, I was like, bro, this is not a joke anymore. Like, answer, like, come on, this is funny, like, I'm getting a bit worried, yeah. like, where are you? Especially like, Spending time together, enjoying the day. I'm getting a bit stressed out. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to meet her at the museum. Um, I'll call her. You know, she'll, she'll come by. And I sent her, like, the tickets and the information. So across the bridge, I go through by the Pantheon to get to this interactive museum. I'm there a bit early, so I go in for a dessert and the restaurant next door and sat down. Still texting her, like, okay, she's not here. Well, you know what? Like, I'll just wait outside the museum. And so about 10 minutes go by, my booking, I was like, hey, she's not here. That's cool. She's probably survived late. So I go in um, and get introduced to the person who's going to be touring us around. And mm. we get up into this first room and it's this ball pit. And I'm like, oh, it's pretty cool. It's like a light up ball pit. And we got told to take our shoes off and take anything out of our pockets. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, no problem. It will be fine. Start emptying my pockets and then feeling like, oh, yeah, I really wish she was here. Like, I hope she turns up soon. I'm sure she's going to catch up. I pull out her phone from my jeans. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, I forgot. It was so stressful. I forgot wow. she was giving me her phone. So the entire time, and like at this point, three hours has gone by since I'd last seen her. So I'm mm-hmm. stressing out so much. Like, oh, my God, I have no idea where she is. Anywhere in the Chesterbury area, she could be anywhere on that side of Rome, and I don't have anywhere contacting her. Wow. I've got her phone, my phone, and I'm just so stressed. I like scrabble my stuff, put my boots back on, and rush out the museum. And I get in a Uber the first chance I get, and I head straight to the apartment. And I'm like panicking, and I'm stressed, filled with anxiety. I'm like, you know, thinking worst case scenario, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? And then for, like, the next four hours, I'm at the apartment, sat outside the building, waiting for her to arrive. And she never turned up. Um, so I was stressing. I was calling her friends. And I was trying to, like, you know, look for her. And yeah. I even went to, like, go um, to where we were supposed to be meeting up. And I was like, okay, she's not a drink Kong yet. It's fine. I want to head back to the apartment. So I was literally halfway there on like a little e-bike and I get a call from the restaurant as I left in my details and she had turned up apparently like two minutes after I had left. Wow. And so I rushed back and I turned up to drink Kong, head to toe, dripping with sweat. Um, and I still look nice, but damn, I was, I was a sweaty <laughs> boy. Uh, I got led to our table and there she is and she wasn't even mad at me. 
She's like, oh, wow. no, okay, I, I survived on my 10 euros today. I was like, oh, <laughs> my God. So, anyways, we proceeded to have a fantastic meal and fantastic dinner. And then we also laughed and pretty much had a great time over the fact that during the basically seven, eight-hour ordeal that she's been missing, I got so worried. I was like, okay, you know what? I'll call the police and maybe they can help me look for her because I can't leave. I've got to do the smart thing and say exactly what she might come back to. Mm-hmm. And also for context, I've got the only set of apartment keys on me that day. So I was like, oh my God, she can't even get into the apartment. What's going to happen? So I fucking call the police. I file a missing persons report. Mm-hmm. And I even go as far as filing an international person's uh, missing persons report. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> So after our great time at Drink Kong, we come back to our apartment and we're on the phone to the police and like, yeah, I found her. I'm really sorry. Like, I didn't mean to file for her. Like, this thing, I was just so worried. And I think somewhere out there on the web is still a missing person's report for her. Oh my gosh. I kind of want to find this now. (laughs) Yeah. We've been joking about, like, when she goes traveling um, and she's coming back, um, she's actually off to Switzerland. Um, before Dubai, and when she comes to Switzerland to Dubai, she's gonna like, get picked up at the airport. So, like, you've been missing, and uh, <laughs> no, that was my crazy wow. story about like losing her. I don't know around Trastevere, safest area in Rome, so it wasn't like bad, but it's the worst place to go missing. Yeah, but, but still, you know, like, no phone, no like directions since she's new. That's crazy, but you know. And also, like, least... no wallet, like, when she's 10 yeah. years old, so, like, no cards or anything. Wow. And, uh, I was I was so stressed because, like, oh, what, she didn't have money, so I was, like, sending her money and, oh. But, like, <laughs> sending her money. It was, it was crazy, crazy moment, but we, wow. we still laugh about it now. Uh, wow. But, yeah, that is my story of Rome. Um, and with that being, like, the first, like, five days, but, wow, this is going to go terribly, isn't it? This is going to be a horrible time. Hey, when in um, Rome, you know? Yeah, so that was my Halloween this year. Um, we're talking about crazy holiday stories. That was wow. it. It was very interesting. You know, who... who you got scared. There you go. Trick or treat. That's all I, you need. Definitely a trick. Sure. Definitely a trick. Wow. Well, I mean... I don't have any more stories, unfortunately. Do you? No, honestly, I'm uh, sure I can come up with uh, some more um, from my past adventures, but I think those two have been my, like, really interesting bits. Um, wow. Yeah, those are the ones that I would, like, love to share with all of our audience. Wow. Well, you got some crazy stories, so... <laughs> Definitely. Well, it has been a crazy time, uh, don't get me wrong. It has yeah. been really fun, but also at the same time, uh, just as nerve-wracking, too. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you're still alive, so you got some more stories you're probably going to yeah, tell in the future. <laughs> honestly, people will be surprised. And uh, I think one of our future podcast episodes will be about, like, near-death experiences uh, and, like, yeah. stories around that. Because I've got yeah. a few of those, which are really fun. Um, so a little teaser for Ahead of the Future guys. Uh, got hit by a car in a hit-and-run, and I didn't die. That was pretty good. Woo! Um, didn't die. Yeah, it didn't die. That's a good one. Um, well, yeah, that would be pretty much it for me. Lily, do you have anything? 
So unfortunately, I don't think I have much. I I have really bad memory. So I think next podcast or whatever podcast we do uh, for the near-death experience stories, I do have a couple of those. So I will remember them and I'll write them down. So next time I can tell some more stories. Um, but I think other than almost feeding my friends raw turkey, I think that's all I got for this this episode. All right. Um, well, I mean, we'll have Miguel and we'll have Derek coming back on mm-hmm. the podcast very soon. And once we're all settled in to like Dubai, we're going to be getting some uh, guests in, which should be really, really fun. And yeah. we like friends and other people that we know. We'll get them in on the podcast and you guys will start going to see more of a schedule from us and a bit more routine should be really great. Yeah, and we definitely are trying to, you know, get better at this whole podcast thing and um, trying to make it more entertaining for you guys. So, yeah, hopefully you guys are enjoying this and um, we keep listening. And, uh, yeah, you want to send it off, Levi? I sure will. Well, guys, thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been your hosts, Liliana and Levi. Thanks for joining mm-hmm. us for our holiday story with diarrhea dog almost getting shot in Uganda uh, and Thanksgiving. So it has been a real pleasure and we look forward to our next episode. See ya.